0: to the ice. Brady Leopold just loves to fight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Warrior. My dream of being a professional hockey player became a reality, but it was all taken away from me in a very short period of time. For many years, hockey was my outlet. Hockey was my drug. But I just couldn't take it drugs and alcohol now took over my life I did return to the Swift Current Broncos as a 19 year old but things were never the same I was eventually traded to the Kelowna Rockets in my final year of junior where I got to play on a line with the Dallas Stars captain Jamie Benn and one of my best friends the extremely talented Colin Long it was by far my best season ever and I even signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning's organization and made some major changes. This is my story. Your emergency? Someone overdosed? What's the address? I overdosed over 10 times. I'm one of the lucky ones. And for that, I will always be grateful. This is for all the men and women we've lost. Matthew Wazinski, Mitch Fadden, this one's for you. My name's Brady Liebold and I've been to hell and back. This is the road to recovery. all right guys what's going on welcome hockey to hell and back episode number 21 coming at you guys live from muskoka ontario how lucky am i to live here holy cow beautiful area out on the odr not as much lately but listen getting back on the ice is always great coaching again here and there looking to do some more of it i'm so grateful you guys are joining me if you've been following along on the journey for almost the last year Listen, it's uh, it's been exciting, um, it's been challenging, but you know what? It's been the most positive experience of my entire life. And uh, if you guys all didn't support me, I don't know where I would be today. So seriously, thank you guys. Girls, all of you out there, anybody watching in Shonovan, Saskatchewan or anywhere, who knows where we're, last time we had someone from Argentina watching, that was pretty cool too. So we're everywhere guys. Can you see my shirt? It's okay to be not okay. It's a rough goal out there right now. Even if you're a hockey player, guess what? You still struggle. We still struggle. Let's start talking about it. Let's start getting the support we need, guys. It's not easy. It wouldn't, if anything easy is not really worth it in my books anyways. We're all here for each other. It's a very trying time. I'm gonna get into that in a minute, but seriously, thank you so, so, so much. Everybody that supported Puck Support, wow. Wow, what a weekend we had here. Uh, We got a lot of orders going out on Monday. We've done over, I think close to $3,000 in sales, which is unbelievable for our mental health and addiction fund, guys. Uh, That's what makes me happy. That's what makes me happy is being able to know that we're gonna be able to support those who need it are you a hockey player you're a hockey coach you're a hockey parent you're part of the hockey community let's do this together guys uh also i want to say thank you to jesse paradise out in manitoba you guys know he's the main sponsor of the show with team issued limited so you guys know let's take it away with regan bartell Thank you, Regan. Talked to him last night. Shout out to Regan Bartell and all of the Kelowna Rockets. Thank you, Regan. He's the best in the business. Okay, guys. Uh, it's time to get into some a little more hard-hitting issues. And uh, I don't take this stuff lightly, not one bit. Um, we all know uh, that there's been a lot of hardships going on guys. And unfortunately there's been another life that's been lost. So I'm going to get choked up. You Can see him behind me here. That's Brennan Detloff. Brennan Detloff was born September 7th, 2002. We lost him January 18th, 2021. He loved the outdoors. He loved to hunt, fish, golf. He loved disc disc golf and to ride his jet ski with his older, with his brother. Holy cow. Sorry guys, this is hard for me to get through this. He was passionate about others. He always put other people before himself. He would seek people out if he saw they were down. He was an extrovert and loved to meet new people and loved to talk and share stories. Brennan was proud of his brother Carter. Carter played AAA Tier One hockey for the last four years. He's a goalie, and Brennan was a D. He was excited to play this year, senior year of high school, with Carter. He would always tell his parents. Um. Obviously, guys, that didn't happen with COVID nineteen, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of kids struggling right now. And. Uh, This to me was just such a tragedy. I'm gonna take off my sweatshirt. I got him on my shirt and I wear this with great pride and we're gonna remember Brennan. I've talked to his parents and uh, they gave me the blessing. They gave us the blessing through Puck Support to remember him with the rest of the individuals we've lost. For those of you that don't know Puck Support Every single piece of puck support clothing has a hidden in memory of one of those we've lost. As you can see, Steve Monidor took his own life back in 2015, former NHL player. So every time you purchase anything, whether it be a hat, a hoodie, a t-shirt, there'll be a guy and we even have women on there as well that have either died from suicide or overdose. And those are just hockey players. So this is so much further reaching than just the hockey community but it's hammering the hockey community more than ever before. And I posed it this way when I first had the idea of puck support, my focus was on those who had wrapped up their major junior careers or their pro careers with, with nowhere to go with, you know, because I've talked to so many individuals over the last year that have struggled with the same sort of issues. And the problem today is this, that now the kids are feeling that they're pretty much forced into early retirement without any, you know, hope for the future that this is ever going to end and they can get back with their teammates. And Brennan Detloff took his own life. And it's, uh, there's absolutely no words. I I struggle to find the words. Uh, It's my hope that, you know, we can continue to support his family and all of those uh, that are struggling right now, you guys. So uh, he's never going to be forgotten through puck support. And they also have the warrior 22 cam- campaign. I'm going to share the links at the end of the show. So you guys don't forget uh, They're offer. They're selling hoodies and t-shirts and different things uh, to support uh, a scholarship fund in Brennan's name. So I'm going to make sure that all those links are available, whether you listen to the audio or watching the video, I'll post them at the end um, or maybe throughout the show and they're going to be all over my social media. So that's the best way if you want to support the cause do it through the Brennan Detloff scholarship fund. And, uh, Brian, his dad, Brian Detloff messaged me last night and he said, you know, I feel that Brennan connected us for a reason. And I agree. I agree. So all of this, all of this is not for nothing. You guys, all of this is not for nothing. So rest in paradise, my buddy. Um, I just don't know what else to say. So we're thinking of the family. Our prayers are with you. I said a prayer to all my friends up there, Big Bob Probert, Maddie Lazinski, Mitch Fadden, Todd, you and Steve Montador. I said, yo, make sure you guys bring Brendan in. You make him feel right at home. I once read a book that said they don't play hockey in heaven. I don't believe that. I bet you they're having the best games ever up there right now. And uh, we're going to remember each and every single one of them. So my condolences to the family guys. We're going to get right into this episode, and this is an exciting one. If you haven't seen the show, uh, if you haven't listened, this is how it goes. I'm going to take – I'll be back here in a few minutes. You're going to see a picture, maybe a couple pictures, depending on what I decide to do. Um, But enjoy this intro. I'm looking forward to doing this episode with my almost long-lost friend who's been on just such an amazing ride, and I can't wait to talk to him. So, guys, we'll see you in a few minutes. The happy dressing room can often be – A very unforgiving place especially in junior hockey when i think back to when i first entered the whl i remember being scared nervous and mostly just anxious i have seen and heard of guys doing anything to fit in breaking their own set of morals or beliefs just to be accepted but let's be honest this goes far beyond just the hockey dressing room this is very common in everyday life The dressing room is filled with copious amounts of swearing and other topics, especially surrounding women, that I would much rather just not get into today. But if someone were to ask you, who the nicest, most genuine person you have ever met, would you be able to answer that without any hesitation? The answer is yes for me. And that answer hasn't changed since I was 16 years old. My answer every single time Luke Hunter. Originally drafted by the Swift Current Broncos in the year 2000 in the second round, 34th overall, Luke Hunter instantly became the heart and soul of the Broncos and the uncontested fan favorite. I can still hear the chants through the Centennial Civic Center Luke! And yes, I know it is now called the Iplex. I first met Luke back in 2003 when the Swift Current Broncos were in Vancouver to play the Giants. I skated with them during their morning skate and was supposed to make my WHL debut that night in front of my family and friends. But after that morning skate, the nerves set in. So I came up with an excuse why I couldn't play. I told the Broncos that my team was playing that night, which they were, and that they needed me and I was committed to them. That was the first of many terrible mistakes I would make in my hockey career and unfortunately most of those came with the Swift Current Broncos. I can still remember Luke's infectious smile and his unwavering kindness to me on that day. He was the first one to introduce himself and the first one to make me feel comfortable. A month later I got the call back to Swift and I finally made my debut versus the Saskatoon Blades on December 30th, 2003. Recording an assist in a 9-2 win In what will go down as the most eventful game I was ever a part of And we'll get to that later to see if Hunts remembers I spent a couple weeks in Swift Current Getting to know the city and the team But honestly I was so scared of most of the guys on the team That I almost didn't even want to go to the rink But it was Luke that always made me feel all right. I looked forward to seeing him every single day He was just so kind and real, genuine, and his charisma was undeniable. The following season was my first year in the Western Hockey League, and it didn't go very smooth for me personally. I was going through a lot of mental health issues, and I ended up taking a leave of absence, which didn't go over well with the majority of the guys on the team. But Luke never made me feel that way. He was one of the only ones that didn't give me grief about it. It was during the 2004-2005 season that I, for the first time, discovered what a righteous person truly is. It's Luke Hunter. For those who had the privilege to play with Luke and get to know him, they know that he never once cursed, never talked ill about anyone, and had a smile on his face 100% of the time unless he was in that competitive spirit and trying to beat the other team on the opposing bench. But even then he had a smile underneath there were several times where we would come into the room in between periods hunts would try to rally the troops and where most guys would drop f-bombs and be swearing he would turn to words like frick frick me boys we're playing like crap being the immature kids that most of us were we thought it was funny often staring across the room at other teammates, trying not to laugh. But this was just Hunts. Even when he was angry, he never swore. His values and morals were never compromised, and it goes so much further than just his language. He never chewed tobacco. He never had a sip of alcohol in all the years I played with him. And where most guys would have been given trouble about it, nobody ever said anything to Hunts because his character quietly demanded respect and admiration. Born in the small town of Shonovan, Saskatchewan to parents Lauren and Norma, Luke is the middle child between older brothers JJ and Dusty and younger brothers Brock and Ty. The Hunter family owns a 20,000 acre farm in Shonovan and it was there that his family instilled the values of community, hard work and faith. The winter times were for hockey summer times were for long days on the farm and traveling singing gospel with his brothers on the weekend i used to ask Hunts questions about farming and sometimes music we all knew how talented he and his brothers all were in the hockey community and that they carried an unmatched work ethic which they learned growing up on that farm i knew they were into music and he even sang beautifully on a few rare occasions his parents, Lauren and Norma were at all the home games with youngest brother, Ty, who was just 10 the last time I saw him. And I went to school with his younger brother, Brock, who's the same age as I am and played for the local AAA team, the Swift Current Legionnaires. We shared a couple classes together in the local high school. And it was there that I really got to appreciate the entirety of the Hunter family and just how genuine all of them truly are. During my sophomore season, I left the Swift Current Broncos as an 18-year-old and walked away from my hockey career due again to mental health reasons. That was the last time I ever saw Luke. I didn't even say bye to anybody. I was so ill, I packed my truck and I drove 14 hours straight back to Port Coquitlam, British Columbia. It's a drive I'll never forget. I knew I was making a horrible decision, but my demons were eating me inside. I was holding a secret and I wasn't ready to be honest. It's been close to 15 years since I last saw Luke Hunter. When I returned as a 19 year old to play for the Broncos, Luke had graduated from the WHL and moved on to CIS hockey and then professional hockey. But an eye injury ended his hockey career. And being back home on the farm, his older brothers Dusty and JJ had their hockey careers winding down as well. The five brothers were reunited back at the farm and their love for music took over. Since 2016, the Five Brothers have taken the country music scene by storm with smash hits like Born and Raised and Silver Lining. Two of their records are certified gold and they've even reached number one on the Canadian country music charts. It's pretty special and such an amazing accomplishment. They have been nominated for six Canadian country music awards and two Junos. They are best known for their beautiful harmonies and their stage presence, which is just because they're so genuine and honest, people feel that, they love that, they're drawn to that. I could sit here all day and tell you how much I admire Luke and the entire Hunter family. To be honest, I wish I would have spent more time learning from him when I had the chance, but today I'm grateful for the lasting impression he left on me all those years ago and giving me his support today By joining the podcast there is no more deserving individual and family that I have ever met that deserves the success that they have found but I know he is going to downplay all of this but honestly this is the truth the family's talent is matched by an unprecedented work ethic and a righteous way of life something I strive for every single day so without further ado guys it is my esteemed honor to introduce to you my former captain of the Swift Current Broncos, and country music star, Luke, Jackson, Hunter, Luke. I grow better and harder. I dig deeper when the river runs dry. Struggle makes me strong. Hunts. Let's go home, buddy. You got
1: me all choked up, man.
0: <laughs> hey, well, it took long enough. Sorry about that. That hasn't happened for a long time. And something got unplugged. And hey, that's that's the beauty of doing live. Thanks for doing this, buddy. I appreciate it, man.
1: No, thank you, Brady. I uh man, I I don't feel halfway deserving of most of the things you said. I was sitting here, I was like all tearing up inside and like literally had one running down my face i'm like luke you gotta pull yourself together here buddy <laughs> so thank you for what you said uh, brady that means more than you could possibly imagine
0: hey man honestly i knew you were gonna downplay it i know you have known you long enough i know we've been disconnected but you're the type of guy that uh you never changed right and that's what i appreciate about you and, and looking back and being able to reflect on it it's like wow you know what like we were pretty young. You're a couple years older than me, but I, you know, I don't know how much you remember about it, but we spent some time together being roommates on the road. And I, I thinking about it now, and I, I should talk to hunch because I had hunch on the show and I think they might've put me with you just because I was going through such a hard time and you were like the best guy on the team. So now it kind of all makes sense, but hunts, before I let you take it away here and we get into it, like you do, you deserve it. Your family deserves it. And that's I admire it, man, because you know, now I'm 33 years old and I'm going, wow, this guy had it figured out when he was like 16, 17 years old. They had those values instilled in him and, and, and those morals. And it's, it's, I mean, you deserve a lot of credit. Your parents deserve a lot of credit. And uh, what you guys have been able to do in the music, music industry is just phenomenal, man. I'm so proud of you. Ah, dude,
1: again, I don't, I don't even know how to respond to that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I again, I, I don't feel I I definitely don't have it all together, and I never did have it all together. I made my fair share of mistakes and, and uh, screw ups through my years, and um, yeah, I uh, I, I definitely I definitely am uh, nowhere near uh, perfection. Uh, I'm striving towards uh, working on all of my flaws every day. It's a it's a work in progress, and um, but I, your words mean a tremendous amount. So thank you for that encouragement.
0: Well, no, man. And that that's a good point though. And that's the thing is like, you're the type of guy that, you know, you, you, you notice something or you think something's going on with you, you'll address it and you're, you're trying to fix those where a lot of people, you know, they don't have that same attitude. They're not willing or able to do that. So, I mean, you got to give yourself a, a tremendous amount of credit for that. And, uh, How has it been since, you know, we're going to get into Swift current days, but how has it been? Like, what was it like when you first had to stop playing hockey before? Because, I mean, 2016 is really when the music thing took off, really, right?
1: Yeah, that's when things really started to kind of move, I would say, uh, fairly quickly with with the music. Yeah, it was, even that was a... Um, it was, it was a work um, in progress to get going um, in and of itself too. I mean, you kind of mentioned it uh, briefly before bringing me on um, that through various uh, injuries with my brothers and myself, I had an eye injury, Dusty had an eye injury, uh, JG had multiple shoulder injuries and and surgeries that ultimately kind of took him out of the game. And it was through those various things that uh, brought us all back to the farm and collectively together. And, um, again, as you mentioned, uh, music had always been a huge part of our life growing up. We, um, you know, we have videos of us performing when mom was pregnant with the uh, tie, uh, up on stage. And so, um, that's just been, you know, part of our life right from young. Um, you know, mom and dad kind of had a, an agreement, an arrangement that, Um, growing up that we weren't allowed to go out and play hockey and do our sports and have fun out there until we had our our piano practice inside. And uh, they kind of supported each other in those endeavors. And, uh, you know, that kind of moved into us singing gospel music as a family. Uh, We did that for, oh boy, I don't know what it was, maybe close to 20 years. We sang gospel music together as a family. And and then after, yeah, fast forwarding to, to after the hockey days when all of us boys came home, um we just our 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 passion for music uh never died and we just said hey you know why don't we try something here why don't we put something together and and see what happens and we kind of went a couple different directions we tried the christian kind of contemporary uh you know pop type thing and it just didn't feel right and we kept getting asked you know are you guys a country band are you guys a country band we're like well we're not supposed to be Uh, (laughs) but maybe we should uh, maybe we should pursue that and um, so we uh, that was when we start, first started uh, you know embarking down the, the country world and um, we had uh, through good friends of ours high Valley um, who are amazing guys uh, amazing performers uh, had extremely successful country uh, um, songs and careers um, Brad kind of set us up with his uh, his record label for a meeting and we met with our now, um, record label open road recording and um the president of the label came to our farm and listened uh, to us do a few do, do a couple songs and uh sing a few tunes and kind of told him our story and where we were at and what was going on and um We ended up getting signed to our record label, and like you say, that was about four or five years ago, and uh, it's been quite the journey since then. We've uh, we've experienced a whole lot of things we never thought we ever would, so it's been pretty special doing it, especially uh, collectively as brothers.
0: Yeah, and you guys get asked that a lot, a lot probably. Like, are you guys all brothers? And it's sort of like you guys get that a lot probably. But I mean, it's pretty special. I mean, your parents must be extremely proud, and now those piano lessons are paying off. I mean, look, you guys had three of you guys played professional hockey, and uh, you know JJ played for the Corner Rockets. Did he not? He did, right? Yeah. Corner Rocket too, and you know, and brock played you know junior a and ty he played triple a hockey so you guys all did the hockey thing too and you know having something to fall back on like not everybody has that so i think you know your parents did the right thing and uh i I read somewhere that you guys all have like a master the master piano like which is equivalent to like a thousand hours each on a piano or something to get that is that true
1: yeah we i mean boy oh boy i i wouldn't even begin to tell you how many hours um we spent on that thing i mean i remember going for for our exams uh, we all played uh royal conservatory uh right up through until we kind of um started playing our major junior hockey careers um but leading up to like exam time i mean we would spend at minimum, two hours a day, every one of us on the piano, uh, practicing our scales and our songs and, you know, preparing for that type of thing. So you can imagine, you know, a couple hours a day for, for, you know, we probably started when we were five, six years of age, right through till we were 16 ish, you know, like, that's, that's a Tremendous amount of time doing anything, I guess, if you're, you know, dedicated to that. So, yeah, it was one of those things. Mom and dad had a piano, one upstairs and one downstairs, and I remember as as uh, kids, um, we would rotate, and two of us would be playing, uh, practicing our piano before school in the morning. Um, if we didn't get it done, if we weren't one of those brothers that got it done before school. Uh, I remember during uh, noon hours at school having to, to use that hour basically I'd wolf my lunch down and use that hour to, to practice uh, at school and then if you didn't get it done then then you had to get it done after after school so it was either uh, doing the doing the piano or uh, out skating on the ice or helping dad on the farm it was there wasn't a whole lot of time to to do other um, extracurricular activities so <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, listen, and you you guys spent a lot of hours on the farm. I used to always, I don't know how much you remember because it's a long time ago, but I used to be fascinated on the fact that you, you'd you be telling me you guys are up at like three in the morning uh, <laughs> and in the combine, all that stuff. And I'm like, what's a combine? you I think you're the first person that ever told me what a combine was because I was like, I didn't know I'm from BC. And it's like, so, you know, I got to learn a little. And I know a, a Brisebois I used to talk about, I remember Travis Briezois used to talk about it too. But I mean, it was just a totally different world for for me to come from, you know, essentially a big city close to Vancouver to come out there. And I mean, I just, I recognized and appreciated your hard work, your entire family's hard work at a young age. And I just couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, like I could barely get out of bed to go to training when I was like 16 years old. And, and I'm thinking Luke's getting up at three in the morning. He's farming all day. He's playing, he's doing his music and he's the hardest worker. you You come to training camp. Actually, my dad's watching. Hey dad. He said, um, you know, he says something about you, uh, Oh, first kid to ever win multiple beep, beep tests. And you always were the best, the most in shape guy at training camp without a doubt. You always pretty much crushed everybody in the training. So like, where does that come from? Is that just, did you train a lot back then? Or was that just being on the farm, putting in the hard work and it's that hard? Or did you actually train for this stuff? It's a good, I never thought of it. So
1: yeah, no, that's a great question, Brady. Yeah, it was it was a combination of, I think, a couple things. Um, uh, I definitely have to hand it, first of all, I think, to my father. Um, dad just demanded uh, hard work um, ethic right from young kids. It was just um, he, he emphasized um, time usage um, and, and made us memorize a poem right from from a young age. Um, talking about just using your time wisely. And um, I still remember it to this day. It goes, life is just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon you, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it. But it's up to you to use it. You must suffer if you lose it. Give an account if you abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it. And um, it just, it's kind of stuck. It's amazing. I mean, that was just something dad you know implemented right from a young age that you just don't waste time you only have so much time in this world and you know do your best to utilize it just you know as much as you can and so i think the combination of you know dad enforcing that you know the work ethic on the farm and you spoke to those early 3 30 4 30 mornings i mean during seeding time and harvest that's just kind of um that was just normal for us growing up but Um, So I think it started there, but uh, to answer your question in regards to the training, um, yeah, dad's brother, uh, Jim Hunter, who is an original Crazy Canuck, um, yeah, oh, you got his picture right there, that's amazing, yeah, Jungle. Um, he was considered one of the most in his prime, was considered one of the most uh, fit individuals across his sport, like like recognized as that worldly actually. He won a bronze medal in the Olympics and um, he was known for his training and kind of crazy training tactics. and he was who trained um, my old brothers myself, uh, Brock, um, through all of our hockey careers. So that work ethic, the dad kind of implemented, I guess, and then combined with training with jungle um, in the summertime, uh, I guess that's kind of why when I came to, in, into camp, I felt, you know, somewhat physically, uh, you know, in shape. And uh, I, I have to give a lot of credit to him because he spent all summer training us boys and, and working with us with our fitness. So um, that's kind of, I think, to answer your question, uh, a bit of a combination of how that, that came together.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great story, and of course, I have those pictures. I I had the pleasure of meeting your uncle Jim. I think on a couple different occasions uh, in Swift Current. I know he came and talked to us, but that's him on top. This is how he used to train on yeah. top of a car. Yeah. yeah how how does a a kid or a guy from Saskatchewan become a downhill skier? Is the question? Yeah. There's, there's no mountains.
1: No, exactly. That's and that goes to show his his work ethic and his training. And he he would do that to simulate just like the 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 pressure or the wind force would be coming as you're coming down the hill and so he used everything he could possibly his as i said earlier his tactics and his training methods were considered crazy but he he did what he could and what he had to work with uh in the environment that he was in uh in order to train and that was just one of his methods he'd strap himself to the top of a truck and and grandpa his his dad would drive down the road at however fast he needed to and he'd sit in his tuck position training Legs and yeah, I mean he did he did all sorts of just crazy things.
0: That's awesome. It's such a great guy too. And I mean, yeah, I mean that's I mean you have someone two really amazing men to look up to, your dad and then your uncle there, and showing you that you know you can, if you work you can achieve your dreams. And I mean he's he's got the Canada the Canada gear on there. It doesn't get any better than that. So I mean who better to learn from? So I mean also how much do you think it helped having those two older brothers, um, you know pushing you in the, especially with hockey. Um, you know, looking up to them? Or did you feel more pressure, the fact that you had other brothers that, you know, older that had made it? Or did you just feel like, hey, you know what, they can do it, I can do it?
1: No, that's, that's an awesome question. Um, uh, You know, when I was listening to you um, just speak before I came on, and I was, I was in my, my head, I was trying to, you know, just Put myself back into those those days and those situations um when it came to you know you alluded to the the drinking you know or the the swearing or the you know those types of things and um i i i do have to give a lot of credit to my older brothers as far as paving the way and being able to help me you know talk me through that stuff and their experiences and and uh, going through it before me. Um, I think it, it obviously stemmed first and foremost to, um, my faith. Um, I grew, up, I grew up in a Christian home, as you know, Brady, and that was first and foremost, the most important thing and is the most important thing in my life. Um, so that, um, you know, doing my best to stand firm, um, not in my own strength, but, but leaning on my, you know, on God and, and him helping me through those situations, um, that was first and foremost in my life. So it started there. Um, but I think having the support of older brothers um, who had gone through it before me and their experiences and how to handle it and just seeing that, hey, you know, they were able to stand firm um, in in what they believed. And um, and if, if they can do it, so can I. And I, I just, I, I tried to, you know, Plant my flag, so to speak, when it came to those types of things uh, early on in my career, and just make it known that um, th- that just wasn't going to be a part of my journey. Um, and I had kind of prepared myself to know that I'd get some some uh, some feedback in in ways from the teammates, which I did. The first couple of years were a struggle for sure. I think uh, you know with some of the older guys, but um, yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. Um, to have Jay and Dust walk through it before me was was a huge benefit. And I think a support system where I could call them too and just say, "Hey, guys, you know, I'm walking through this or I'm struggling through this. You know, um, you know what, what's your advice and how did you go about it?" So,
0: yeah, and that's a that's a great point. See, because when I, when I met you, you were already you know established in the Western League. You're two years older than me. You were assistant captain already by the time I met you at 16. When you're 18, and uh, so you had already you know, probably gone through that, but you did get a little bit of that when you were younger, eh? Like guys trying to force you or, or pressure you or give you grief about it. And you know, that I've heard a lot of stories, uh, one being uh, Eric guest, who's come out open about his struggle where he was playing with the Kitchener Rangers and some of the older guys in the team pretty much forced him to do drugs in the bathroom. And it, it really led him down a dark path and I've become friends with him over the past few months and we talk and uh, you know, so it happens a lot. And for you to be able to, you know, really plant your feet and say, you know what, this is who I am. And no matter what, this is the way I'm, I'm going to live my life. I think it's extremely admirable and people need to really hear that. And I got to see it and, and look up to you. And I know that, um, we did a lot of, not a lot, but I wish we would have maybe done more, but chapel. Um, remember, I think his name was Jim, right? Jim?
1: Yeah. your billet,
0: Right. Was he your billet?
1: Yeah. Jim Ginter. Yes. Yeah,
0: it's a great guy and amazing. And I really always enjoyed that. And I'll tell you, I wasn't, I wasn't even planning on talking about this. I don't know why, but um, while I was incarcerated, Luke, like I, you know, over the different times, I, I went through different, different ups and downs in there where, okay, you know, I'm going to try to be, you know, in, in jail, I'm going to be the jail guy and, and do that life. And and that wasn't me. And I, I I'm i in there and I'm like, okay, hey, well, this isn't working for me. So what am I going to do? And there was a Bible cart. Uh, we call it the Bible cart because it had all the different daily readings and everything else um, on the cart. So finally one day, I think on the, you know, it came by every week and I kind of would just talk to them through the glass or window. Well, then finally I started to grab these readings. So I got, you know, your daily bread and the uh, word for you today and all of them. Okay. Like all these readings, I think I had six by the end of it, different organization readings. And then, so I started, started my day every day for like the last, I don't know, seven months I was in there every single day. I would wake up early before the doors would unlock and I do those readings. And shortly thereafter, I actually asked for a Bible. I started to do the Bible. I did every single Bible study there was available to me. And I even got a personalized Bible sent to me with my name on it and everything. And, uh, yeah. And you know what? I did a lot of praying and I prayed before we came on here. So, you know, it's, it's a big part of my journey too. And like, I don't talk about it often, but I'm glad that you brought it up. Uh, because you know, over the last year Hans, like There's been things that are just like unexplainable. Like when you're doing the right thing, and when you let when you let God into your life and and different things into your life, and you just try to just live the right way, the universe works in amazing ways. And it's when we're when we're not, you know, accepting that or or trying to live in our own will and everything. Like I literally had to get on my knees and pray, hunts, like, okay, I'm done. Like I need help here. And I'll tell you, it wasn't all. Fixed like that, It's that's not how it works. Um, But it's a big part of it. You have, like, in my opinion, you have to do a lot of work. And for me, where the point I was at, I had to really start to look at myself and I had to make amends and do different things and accept responsibility for the things that I had done, but also learn that I could forgive myself and that I could be forgiven. And if I have learned one thing over the last year through different people uh, like yourself coming on here, showing me support different people that I've talked to, um, you know, that are like, Hey, you know what, that's your past. And as long as you're, you know, you, you ask for forgiveness and it can happen. And before I let you say anything else, there's a really cool thing. And I, I haven't talked about this at all. So I think it was maybe two weeks ago. Okay. So I told you about the readings and everything. So I was doing these readings. I'm into the Bible studies and I did three different Bible studies from three different organizations. Okay. So I literally did every single one you could think of. Plus I was meeting with the, with the chaplain once a week, Uh, Mary, she was incredible lady. She was uh, 80, 80 years old. She'd come and do the volunteer there. And she was just so sweet. And it was just so nice to be able to talk to her and pray with her and different things. Well, I actually wrote a letter to the word for you today um, saying, thank you. You know, I was like, listen, this is, I'm Brady Levold. Um, Thank, I just want to say thank you for providing these while we're in here. Um, it's really helped me like really helped me. And, you know, it was a lot longer than that. And we don't have to go into detail. So anyways, that's like over a year ago, okay, like a year and a half ago. So two weeks ago, I get a message in my Facebook from the word for you today saying, Hey, Brady, we, we were so like, we're just wondering if, you know, we can share your story. They had no idea that I was doing a podcast or or doing puck Support, Nothing, just based on my letter that I had wrote to them, and it was just amazing. So of course, I was like, "Yeah!" Like, and I talked to her a couple times and different things. Um, so it was pretty incredible, Hunt. So I mean, it's all kind of coming full circle, and so that's why when I see a guy like like yourself, um, you know, you never wavered from that because you knew, like, you just knew you were brought up that way. You knew, and and you lived like. You lived the life that you were taught to live, but that you believed was right. And faith is such an important part of your life and now mine. And something that, you know, I think I need to get more back into because I've been so busy and different things. But I'll tell you what, I pray multiple times a day, multiple times a day, morning, noon and night and everywhere in between. So I want to say thank you for, you know, showing showing me the way back then, uh, because even though, you know, I didn't you know, take to it as much or whatever, I'm still able to reflect back to those points. And I have a, I have an example of somebody who is like, I use the word righteous and the word, my favorite word is persistence, but my second favorite word is sign. I don't know if you're familiar with that word. It's in the, it's in a, it's in the Bible and it means it's a word for righteous, righteousness. And it's, it's like a Hebrew, Hebrew language or, uh, I'm not sure the dialect but it's just an incredible word and so i wrote that word everywhere all over my stuff and so I, I think back to the way you were and are and that's the best word i can describe you is just a righteous human being and a genuine guy
1: well yeah I, uh, I i definitely don't thank you but i definitely don't view myself that way um i i um, as i said i earlier i struggle every single day with my own battles and demons as everybody does. And I think if there's one thing I've, not one thing, it's just one of the things I've learned in in life um, and in my journey is that you, you can't judge a book by its cover and, um, you know, oftentimes I've found the people that are the most hurt um, have the ability to, to hide it uh, incredibly well and you never know what someone's walking through um, in their life that's causing them to act or be the way that they are and um i i'm going to give you something i'm going to unload something on you um here that um if i can if if i can uh, even get myself uh to talk about it um emotionally but I think I just, I've been, you talked about praying, you know, multiple times uh, a day and before you we even went on here and that's exactly what I was doing before I even came on your podcast and um, it, how, how do you even go about it? But in a nutshell, um, it's something that nobody actually outside really my own family and my closest friends in this world even know about me, but um, I also was uh, abused when I was a when I was a young boy when I was about 12 years old, and I have fought um, with those with those demons, um, you know, my entire life as well, um, and I probably will continue to the rest of my the rest, the rest of, of my life. Certainly. Um But I guess the reason why I I share that with you is that um, I walked through years and years worth of pain and struggle and hurt um, that I didn't know how to handle and and how to navigate and and walk through myself. Um, And thankfully, through support with my family, um, I was able to somehow come out on the other side okay. But... um, you talked about forgiveness, and I think the if it hadn't been for my faith um, and relying on, on God to be able to help me through um, those years where I was in so much pain, um, I don't know where I would be um, right now in my life. And when you talk about forgiveness, I think the number one thing aside from just my My faith and and allowing God to help me through those things was I had to get to the point where I could forgive the person that did that to me. And that road to recovery, so to speak, I think began in huge ways, started at um, when I was able to really forgive that person for what they had done and try and move on from there. And until I was able to release that and, and, and forgive them, um, that bottled up anger and hatred and bitterness um, was, was welled up inside of me. And so I encourage um, anybody who has walked through that type of thing um, to, sh- first of all, share it with people you trust. Um, get it out there so it's not hidden so that you're not fighting and battling uh, with those things by yourself and if you can um, I encourage you to somehow get to the point where you can forgive that person um, or people who have done those things to you so you can move on but I, I guess I share all this too to say that someone can look at maybe someone like me and you talk about you know the person that I was or that I am but very few people probably would have ever guessed that I walked through something like that. Um, I hit it very well. Um, but it was a huge part of my life. And again, I think it was my faith that just allowed me to work through those things. And so um, anyway, don't wasn't planning on sharing any of that with you either, but it just happened. So,
0: well, listen, man, I, I so appreciate your, your honesty, your bravery, because I mean, it's not easy. And you know, I, I, it's still hard for me to talk about, but I, I, you know, I'll second that because I carry, I didn't tell a soul. Like I didn't tell a soul until I was 26 years old and uh, that, and you know, I didn't have uh, anything else but hockey really to rely on. And I just sort of pretended to to be okay and, and try to do anything to make sure that nobody ever found out. And um, it was the worst thing that I could have ever done. And I, I so appreciate you sharing that because Unfortunately, it's a lot more common than what we would ever believe. And uh, there's no, like you said, we will both have to walk through the rest of our lives with that pain, but I'll share with you too. I I mentioned Mary, the the lady from jail when I was in there, Uh, we prayed several times together uh, for forgiveness uh, for the man who did that to me. And, um, you know, and anybody, different things that had happened to me throughout my life, uh, but that being the biggest one. And I think you really make a really, really good point on that, because if we're not able to forgive those, then we're the ones that really suffer. And at least I like that's been the case for me. So it's not easy. And, you know, I've had a lot of people come out and tell me different things over the last year, Luke, and, in you know, similar fashion. and you know, I I actually uh, feel a lot better about it now that you shared that with me and, and reminded me how much I had spent praying about it and why maybe I was able to to come, you know, to terms and I'm now doing sexual abuse trauma counseling, um, you know, through the district up here in Muskoka. And, you know, I, I hope that, you know, our story, my story, your story can really help people. I mean, we can't change what anybody's gone through regardless, but we can, we don't have to live there every single day in that hatred and everything else. And Luke, I so appreciate you, you telling me that, man. And like, yeah, you know, it just, it, it was a shock to hear that, you know? And and like you said, it's, it's the people suffering the most that can hide it the most. And uh, I think that was the case for me too. And, you know, I turned to, to to drugs and alcohol to to sort of make me feel better which they never did and uh, I'm lucky to be alive um and I feel very grateful to be able to sit here and talk to you and 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 so grateful that you shared that with me man like it's because it's it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of courage so thank you man
1: yeah that's my honor I I appreciate you and allowing me the uh, the freedom and uh the space to be able to share those intimate intimate things and I think the more we can all be vulnerable and and speak about those things and be honest about it uh, the better we can um, better chance it gives us to help others out and that have walked through similar circumstances I think things that are left in the dark um, is is the worst thing that can happen those things need to be brought out to light and exposed and um, and uh, so that people can be healed and moved on from from those traumatic experiences so
0: yeah. And you know what? It's interesting because when I, when I got to Swift Current, especially, you know, with all that stuff with Graham James, like it, I think that played on me a little bit. Like I remember being in the office and seeing the team picture with him there, like in the picture. And it used to just set me off. And, uh, I actually remember seeing that picture in the office as I left when, after I walked away from the team with the your 20 year old year. Uh, and I walked, I remember seeing that picture and it was just like, I'm, that was like the final thing. I'm like, I'm out of here. I just, I had so much going on and I just wish that, you know, I wish I could have shared it back then with you or with Jim or with somebody and, and started that healing process. And that's why I wanted to say again, to anybody listening or watching at any point in time, uh, take those steps. Like Luke said, tell somebody you trust and, and, and make sure you have the support around you because until, until you do those things, we can't truly heal. And, um, yeah, man, I just, I, so thank you for sharing that. And I think you're going to touch a lot of people by opening up, man. Like it's, it it takes a lot of courage and for you to come on here and say that somebody somewhere sometime will see that and be like, wow, you know what? I, maybe I can share my story too. And I think you're gonna, you're going to change a lot more lives by by being vulnerable. So thank you, Luke. And, Um, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, man. I'd do anything to take all that pain away from anybody that's ever gone through those things, but we can't, we can just offer our support and, 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 you know, like, like Luke said, find ways, pray, forgive, uh, because it's the best thing we can do for ourselves. I, I want to circle back Luke, uh, a little bit to your time in Swift Current, uh, you don't, you know, you grew up relatively close to the area in, in relation to, into relation to a WHL teams. I mean, you, it was probably your dream to, to play there. Were you excited when you got drafted there in the second round or, or what was the feeling? Like, were you hoping to go somewhere else? Or were you just like, yes, because my parents are going to get to come see all the games and everything. It's staying in the home province must've been cool.
1: Yeah, that, that I, I tell you what, I have a cool story in regards to that Brady. Um, I, I, I don't remember my exact age, but I was still in minor hockey. And I remember vividly, I remember, um, going to, we were in, I was in so with, with my dad and we just happened to swing by, um, the civic center there. And, uh, The Broncos were practicing and I remember exactly where I was in the rink and watching them skate and just thinking, oh my goodness, this is crazy. And I remember this like it was yesterday. My dad turned to me, he was on the right hand side, he turned to me and he said, son, would you ever love to play for those guys someday? And I just remember going, oh, yeah, I just don't think that's ever possible. Well, Fast forwarding to when I got drafted, I was—I still remember where it was uh, when that happened. I was at school, and I had one of my buddies actually come running up and say, "Luke, did you hear you just got drafted by the Broncos?" And I was like, "What? What? What? What's going on?" So that's how I first found out. And um, fast forward a little bit more, I remember when I stepped into the room for the very first time. Um, when I had made the team when I was 16 and I saw my jersey hanging in my stall with my name on the back. And the very first thing that came to my head when I saw that was my dad turning to me and being like, son, would you ever like to play for those guys someday? And that moment sticks out um, almost more than anything. Um, When I think back to the Broncos in certain ways, it's just uh, a pretty surreal, it was a pretty surreal moment for me.
0: No kidding, man. And that's, that's what I go back to the, the, how the universe works in mysterious ways. Sometimes if if we're doing all the right things and we put something out to the universe and and whether it's praying or, or, but you, sometimes you just have to ask you you can put it some, and, and listen, some people get a little freaked out about the God thing. So I try to put it into terms, um, that make it, you know, I I say the universe, but when I say the universe, I know I'm talking about God, but I'll say the universe. Cause you know how some people I'm sure you've seen it, especially in hockey, they don't understand it. They don't try to. And I feel honestly, I feel, I almost feel sorry for those people because it, you know, it took me 33 years to get here, to be a real firm believer, 32 years. And, uh, but sometimes when we just put those things out there. And I'm sure your dad prayed about it too. He had the other two kids playing. Wouldn't it be cool? Finally get one boy playing here close to home and and look, you made it happen. And that was pretty cool. I I remember the first time seeing my, my Jersey hanging in a stall in the Western league too. That was a pretty special moment, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I remember, I remember well, the very first time you walked into the room, you kind of alluded to it uh, in the, in the pre uh, the pre show there, but I remember that very well.
0: Yeah, well, you're the first one I met, man. You're the, and and it wasn't just me; it was the same thing every time somebody came to the rink or a new guy. You were right in there with the handshake. Hey, welcome to the. Team. I'm Luke Hunter. Da, da, like, and just so nice. And uh, my dad even said, I think up here in a comment, we gotta go back to it. He said, "Frig, best handshake ever." That's what he said. <laughs> great, great kid. Only guy, my dad said. So you know I mean everybody my dad was the first one to show me that you guys were you know a country music band he's like you're not gonna believe this and actually during that time I mean I was not in a good way it was like one of the only things that me and my dad ever talked about throughout those years because we were pretty much uh not talking but he was the one that directed me to it and I just remember sitting there I think back in I don't know 2017 when I first heard about because I was away in 2016 but i I must have watched like i don't know four hours straight of music videos and different things i'm just like this is crazy i'm like i'm like no way i'm like this is actually i'm like and they're good i'm like whoa but i mean i wasn't surprised <laughs> i wasn't surprised that you guys were actually good but you know what i mean like sometimes you hear oh they're doing music but you guys are killing it man like you guys must feel pretty good about it. Like you guys are getting some, finally getting some recognition, not even finally, you've only been doing it for like four or five years, which is pretty amazing. A lot of people have to work a lot longer to get where you guys are at. And and that's, you know, work ethic, maybe a little, like a, maybe a little luck or the right people. I don't know, but it's, it's mostly your talent and work ethic, Luke. And I'm so glad you guys are getting rewarded for it. And I know it's, things have changed up a little bit with COVID, um, you, you mentioned earlier to me before we came on, you guys have not done a show almost like a year to the day. So what are you guys doing right now to, to keep busy? Uh, what's kind of on the agenda? Like, you know, because of COVID, you can't do tours. Uh, you guys have done some on, really cool uh, online videos um, that I've seen. Um, this is a clip from from one of them. Uh, I love that one. Um, so what's the plan? Like what what's uh, what's in the works right now for the Hunter Brothers?
1: Yeah, thanks, Brady. Um, we it, it's we don't really ultimately know, to be honest. I mean, as kind of everybody's in the same boat, um, we don't know what the future exactly holds and what it looks like and and what direction things are going to go. And um, it's, it's definitely been a, a hard year, I think, for everyone. I mean, obviously across the board on any platform, but um, you know, specifically talking in the in the music world. Um, it's hard because uh, musicians' bread and butter, from a financial standpoint, obviously comes from their live shows. That's, that's where you know they make ends meet, so to speak, and where the, the rubber meets the road. And um, so when you don't have shows for a year, um, that makes it pretty tough for, for acts and musicians to carry on. And so it's, yeah, things have looked very different. There's a lot of virtual things going on now and, and groups are, are trying to to do whatever they can from that st- standpoint to still get their, their music out there and their name out there. And um, so we've done a lot of that type of thing. And we've been fortunate. I'm actually currently sitting in our, our studio, our music studio right now um, here on the farm where we've, over the last couple of years, put it together and, and uh, got the equipment that we need and the mics and everything so that we can still lay down uh, tracks and, and music and, and try and get music out there for people to hear. and. Um, even though we're not out there touring. So we're, to be honest with you, we're just trying to navigate the waters like everybody, and we don't ultimately know where it's going to land. But um, thankfully, at least in today's day and age, we do have social media and and ways of getting um, things out there. And so you try and maximize it as best you can. But we we definitely miss the, the live shows. That's for us boys. I know I can speak on behalf of all my brothers, and especially Ty, who's our lead man. But... Live shows are what we love the most. That's what we're most passionate about. We we love the interaction with the crowd. We love performing. We love being up on stage. And uh, we miss that tremendously. We miss that uh, that connection and that atmosphere. So we're longing for uh, hopefully the day that it comes back around to, to that again.
0: Yeah, me too. Because I hope you guys ever come out to Ontario so I can check you out live, man. I don't care where in Ontario. I don't give us the furthest apart from me, I'm coming uh, and I'll be cheering you guys on. I'm so proud of you, man. I'm so proud of the family. Like, you know, it's, I know it's taken a lot of work. Uh, You guys were down in Nashville for a little bit at one point.
1: Yeah, we've, uh, we've made a lot of trips down there in the past, you know, up until when COVID struck, um, we were spending a tremendous amount of time down there. I mean, that's, that's where you know a lot of the magic happens. It's where a lot of the best producers and writers and artists are. They gather, and you know, it's like anything. If you relate it back to, to hockey for you and I, you know, if you want to force yourself to be to be better and compete with the best, you got to be with them and around them and surround yourself with that because they push you. And and uh, so we've tried to to do that as much as possible, um, but it's it's obviously not the case right now. So. Um, you, you do what you can again, thankfully through, through, uh, social media and virtual stuff, we can still connect with people down there and Ty, uh, he's continuing to, to write a fair bit and nice. uh, so that we can continue on with, with getting, uh, the best music that we possibly can out there. And, and, uh, yeah, just baby step, step by step. We do what you can.
0: We have a couple comments coming in. Um. Gotta go back up here. Adam Colombe said, thanks for the invite. Uh, This was from earlier. He said, amen. Um, That came for me later. Uh, I think he's talking about faith as well. He said, good on you, Brady. Um, The invite to this page. Oh, look at this one. Travis Yonkman says, hey boys.
1: Yonks. What's up, Yonks?
0: Yonks, our, four, our old goalie there in Swift Current, Travis Yonkman. A heck of a goalie. Uh, long-time Swift Current Bronco and a great guy all around. Love love me some Travis Yonkman, that's for sure. He's a great kid. Well, well, I guess he's not a kid anymore. We're not kids anymore. Great guy.
1: No, we're getting old. We're getting old, Leo.
0: I know. I know. It's crazy. Adam Colom says, Luke is a brave soul. Amen. I'm going to pray the rosary. Uh, Charlie mate, match. Good work, guys. Amazing. Susan Cook, whose house I'm in right now, actually. This is where Puck Support Headquarters is right now. She says, love you both. Love you, Susan. Uh, Adam, again, thanks for the share, guys. Looking forward to tuning in as much as possible. And the final one, Susan says, hum a tune for a country fan. Lost is preferred can we put you on the spot or no
1: i'm no solo artist i i play bass and do background vocals we need ty for that one
0: (laughs) okay well next time next time we'll we'll bring ty on and we'll we'll get you guys you can play the guitar and we'll get him to sing i i didn't want to put you on the spot but susan's a huge country music fan and we've been listening to a lot of your guys' music lately and i asked you earlier what your favorite songs were and and you said what
1: uh born and raised in hard dirt would be my my two favorites. I would say.
0: Yeah, and hard dirt's my favorite. That's the one that I was in the intro. Uh, I just recently heard that one um, not too long ago, and I've been playing it steady on repeat like crazy it it, that one speaks to my soul man like you know the lyrics uh it's just so it's all your music is great but that one for whatever reason man it it brought tears to my eyes i watched the music video whoever put the music video together with those stories incredible incredible and a terrible loss there uh in shaunavan i want to get send my condolences um to the family Uh, this the man lost his wife and his uh daughter-in-law and uh uh, the unborn child just a, a huge tragedy but you know what it's it you guys did an amazing thing by honoring them in that music video and letting him share his story so i thank you for that
1: oh thanks leo yeah no that's that's for me too um uh that's why that song is is so powerful for me i think oftentimes. You know, it's funny with music is is um, I think it transcends all sorts of things culturally and everything. And um, you know, there's something about music that you you alluded to it when we were chatting before the podcast that it it soothes the soul and it speaks to people on so many different levels. And uh, for us, you know, it's it's funny because sometimes you choose songs because you just melodically you you love how it sounds and you just love the beat of it. But for the most part, with with my brothers and I, um, we've tried to choose songs and lyrics that, you know, have a purpose or a meaning behind them and for, for us, um, that's why heart I it meant so much um, to us and why it continues is the lyrics behind it. And I think, you know, obviously with your story and a little bit I shared with you about mine. Um, you know, everybody. Everybody walks through hard times. It doesn't. It doesn't matter who you are. We all walk through difficult, um, hard times in in life. Um, nobody's exempt from that. And um, you know, that song speaks to that. But I think what I love about it the most is that it doesn't just stay there. It talks about the hope that's on the other side. That's and, right. You know, pulling through those times and being better, you know, for it on the other side of things. And I. You know, you've given me a lot of compliments, uh, Leo, and I appreciate that. But to be honest with you, um, I I look at you and I feel the exact same way, you know, looking at your story and what you've walked through, the things that you've been through, um, to see you coming through it on the other side, the way you have and and, and fighting um, for where you are. Um, I have the utmost respect um, for you and what you've done and, and how you're using your story to help um, other people, um, for me, is just, it's so admirable. Um, you didn't just cower and hide. You're you're bringing it out for the world to hear and to see and, and to help others. And I think that's so incredibly special. So you talk about character, but I think you're the one uh, here that's showing what character is all about. And I noticed in your profile, I can't remember if it was on Instagram or Facebook, maybe it was on both, but you said, uh, never give up and uh good old winston churchill quote i think but um i think that's exactly what you have done you haven't given up you haven't thrown in the towel you've you've uh you've come through this thing on the other side and and you're much better for it and stronger for it and look what you're doing to help other people so i want to you know tip my hat to you uh leo and just say how proud i am of you and and respect you for what you're doing
0: thanks luke And, and honestly it means the world to me but you know it for a long time, I, I wanted to feel sorry for myself. And I was like, man, there's nothing I can do to get out of this. And we talked about it earlier. Like I had to, I had to get honest and, and I feel like I really did have to pray and ask for help. And then I had to ask for help from people that I trusted as well. And uh, a lot of people, I'd burned a lot of people. I'd, I'd hurt a lot of people and uh, I didn't have a whole lot of hope. And, you know, I just, something, uh, and I've shared it before, it's like kind of a longer story, so I'm not going to get into it. But there was a night where, Literally, where I was, it's almost just up coming up to a year ago, probably very close to a year ago today, funny enough, maybe like a week from now, where you know I was still sort of in that old lifestyle and I didn't know what I was going to do, and uh, but I knew I didn't want to do that anymore. And I was set out to go, you know, live my old life there one night. And I was set out, and it was a beautiful night up here in Muskoka, and uh, look, see all the stars, and I, I just seen all these stars, and then I started like talking to myself but it wasn't myself and it was like real like it was so crazy I can't even explain it and I just turned around and went home and then the next day I put my skates on for the first time in eight years and then went skating on the frozen lake and then like a week later I started the podcast and and since you know pretty much since that night you know I haven't you know I haven't touched a, a hard drug period and it was just I tried it so hard Luke for for so many years. Um, rehabs and this and that and nothing worked. Nothing had worked up until that point. And it wasn't like people are always like, well, what, what happened? What did you do? Did you go to rehab? I'm like, well, I've been many times, but not this time. Like it was, it was something more. It was like, you know, it was like almost like I didn't have a choice, but to tell my story and I'm not, and I've always been very clear. Like I'm never doing anything for, for myself. Like you know, it's, it was extremely hard to start a podcast and tell everybody what I did because it was horrible, like in the newspapers, crimes and this and that, like, which isn't me. It's not me who I am in my heart, but it was where my addiction and my demons took me. And finally, it was like, I felt like there was more, there was just a bigger power at work that was like i there was a bigger plan for me like and now i can start to see and appreciate everything that i've gone through right from when i what i suffered as a child all the way through all the mistakes i made everything was for a reason and there's no doubt about that and you know, I feel that more than ever. So thank you, Luke, for for saying those kind things. But you know, I don't, there's nothing that I'm doing is for myself. It is for other people. And I believe that service work is the best kind of work. And it's when we can do things for other people, and you know, it also feels good for ourselves. So it's a win-win situation. But I mean, I'll be honest, Luke, it's been hard at times having to deal with um, all the, all the stuff that comes my way and people reaching out and different things. And I, I appreciate it, but I feel like I wish I could do more for them. You know, I wish I could do more, but I just keep doing what I'm doing, sharing my story and being honest. And, uh, brutally honest at times where people are like, did he really just say that? And I'm like, yeah, I did, because that's the truth. Sorry, like, but that's me, right? And I'm just sort of learning. So, I, you know, I've been thinking about you a lot lately and, and trying to really just model my my life and and raising my kids in, in sort of an environment like that and instilling all these great values that your parents did. Where where are you at? Right? Like, are you married now? Are do you have kids? Tell us a little bit about that before we let you go. Because listen, I we're coming up on an hour and a half. You're a busy guy, but would you? We could do this again sometime.
1: Absolutely, we'll do okay. it. Again. Cool. You betcha. Yeah, no, uh, real quick then. Yeah, I'm uh, married, been coming up on 10 years married. Uh, got three little ones, a uh, six, four, and almost two-year-old. So
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, before you go any further, who's, I don't know, because I couldn't find them. Who's whose kids are these?
1: Uh, that looks like Dusty's and Ty's.
0: Okay. I, yeah. Ty, I was surprised. I saw Ty have a little baby on his lap. I'm like, Ty has a kid. I'm like, Oh yeah, he's like 26 now. So he would have a kid. I am like, I still picture him this big running around this, the civic center. Like I could still see where your dad would stand up behind the, you know, where they used to stand. Uh, Oh man. Like I could still see it now. So it's so amazing. You guys are all doing so well. They got nine grandchildren, right? Is that right? Nine, 11 now, 11 now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. holy cow so yeah. 11 now you guys are busy and you guys all live close together you're you're living on the farm you told me right and, and, is, and you have your own house on the farm
1: yeah living on the farm um, three of the boys live in town in chawnuovan and uh, Brock lives north on a, on another uh, farm north of town 15 miles so
0: so Brock- if, if you called if you called an emergency music session right now how long would it take for all the brothers to get there
1: oh 15 minutes.
0: That's awesome. Isn't that cool? That's the best. You guys are awesome. Uh, okay, Luke, listen, man, we're going to schedule this again and maybe Ty can make an appearance for Susan. So, cause she's just such a big fan. I know there's a lot of people that are your guys' fans and, and uh you guys are doing so, so great. Congratulations on all the success, the, the nominations, the Juno nominations, keep working hard. You're going to get those. You're going to get those. You're going to win. And I see some, you have some awards currently pending that haven't been announced. Like do you have some that are pending, and you guys are waiting for the results still, or, or yeah, no?
1: I think we're up for uh, some Saskatchewan uh, Country Music Awards uh, currently. Nice.
0: nice, and you guys have already won a few of those, have you not?
1: We have, yeah, a few of them anyway.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, man. You guys are you guys are absolutely killing it out there. Keep it up. You guys are bringing joy to people, and uh, it's so amazing to see, man. And I don't say that lightly. I, I I am so proud of you. I, I feel very grateful that I got to play with you for the time that I did. And I always have those memories. And you you really left a huge, huge, huge impression on me. I don't think you'll ever understand. And, uh, you know, and obviously on my dad and, and a lot of other people too. And um, you were the Swift Current Bronco fan favorite, like, it was, we used to joke and be like, I don't even know why they call this the fan favorite award. This should be the Luke Hunter award because we know who's going to get it like <laughs> every single year. And that not just because listen, they appreciated because were you not the MVP one year too?
1: Man, I can't even remember going yeah, back. Yeah,
0: you were. Yeah, you were. I'm pretty sure when you were 19, you won team MVP, fan favorite, something else. And it was, you know, it's not just wasn't your play on the ice, just that like your work ethic, you worked harder than anybody else. You are MVP, but it was the way you were in the community, the way you interacted with the kids and the fans and everything else. When we had those skates, it was, you know, people were drawn to you, man. You have that charisma, that kindness, and you're just genuine. So, you know, I appreciate that about you and and I appreciate you taking time. Thank, thank you to your wife for letting me borrow Luke for for uh an hour and 25 minutes which was five minutes of silence sorry everybody that we had that's the first technical difficulty i've had in a long time but hey that's the beauty of doing it live and the the good thing is it'll be on apple Podcasts and spotify but i will delete that part out and i'm gonna go through this and delete that out so nobody will ever have to see that again but people watching live sorry Thank you for bearing with me, Luke, man. You're such a great guy. You were a great teammate. And honestly, you're the nicest person I ever met in my whole life. And I don't say that lightly.
1: Well, thank you, Leo. I yeah, I I again I don't feel worthy of those things, but it means more than you know. So I appreciate you and uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. Hey, Hey,
0: where can where's the best where is the best place for people to support Hunter Brothers right now? Like if we you know, because it's hard times, whatever. Do you, What is the best place to get your music or whatever that's going to help you guys the most? Is there one? Spotify, what is it? Where do you guys encourage people to listen right now?
1: Yeah, um, any of your, whatever musical platform you kind of listen to, she'll be there. So um, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, you check out the Hunter Brothers and, or the Hunter Bros, whichever it is. And- yeah,
0: add Hunter Bros. I'm going to put it up on my, I'm going to do a little bit of an outro here after I let you go and I'll... Uh, I'll have it all across the screen for you. I usually do it during the, the broadcast, but I was so into our conversation that I kind of forgot. So oh yeah, there we go. Ad Hunter Bros everywhere on social media. And as soon as COVID is lifted and everything, you guys are planning on hitting the road, right?
1: We're hope we sure hoping so.
0: Okay. Well, I I promise that when that happens, wherever it has to be, if it's not in Ontario, one day. I'll be fanning out in the front row with my probably my Swift Current Broncos jersey on, just having a good old time and sober because that's the way I live my life. And and I, I've appreciated about that you from, from day one, man. So good on you. And please say hello to all the hunters, all, do. all 55 of them out there on the <laughs> farm.
1: <laughs> awesome. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We'll chat soon.
0: Okay, buddy wow guys how awesome was that such a great guy like honestly i the coolest nicest guy that i ever met in in hockey and beyond and for him to do that come on here be super patient through all that crap and i i'm just so appreciative of him and his family and and i admire what they're doing i know i keep going back to that but i it's it's pretty cool when, when you know what i mean like when you play in Western Hockey League, you play pro hockey, it's like, okay, well, okay, maybe I see some guys on TV, Jamie Ben, captain of the Dallas Stars, former line mate. Okay, yeah, it's hockey. It's still it's very cool. I'm not taking nothing away, but we expect that from hockey players. All of a sudden you see one of your teammates pumping out some amazing music and doing it with his family who's just the nicest, great, greatest group of people that I've ever met. It's really cool, you know, like for for me to be able to sit back and be like, Hey, that guy was the captain of the Swift Grand Broncos when I played there. And I've been telling people for this for the last four years. So it's pretty awesome. So thank you, Luke. Um, thank you, uh, Mrs. Hunter, Luke's wife. Uh, for allowing him to uh, take the time away from the busy family. I have three kids. I know what that's like. So it's it's greatly appreciated. Thank you to everybody who tuned in, whether you're watching out there in Saskatchewan, uh, fans of the Hunter Brothers. Please make sure you check them out on social media, at Hunter Brothers. Uh, I'm going to post all the links in the description after. There's a couple more things that I want to cover before I go. I want to say a very special hello to peter pearson and his son out there in north shore uh, he sent me a very uh, nice message the other day on instagram about how i've impacted the lives um, of his son and himself um, they listen to my podcast going to hockey and i know this is kind of harsh on the ears but you know he thanked me because he's like hey my son now knows what you know addiction is all about he knows what hastings street is he knows what fentanyl is he knows these things because you're talking about them and you're sharing your story and um i'm very grateful that people listen to this whether it be going to work maybe you're watching live again i'm sorry for the little hiccup Uh, i'll make sure everything's plugged in next time but i was just super excited to talk to luke so there's a couple little hiccups there today but no big deal Uh, i also want to say hello to cam prouty and his son brian and his dad, Brian, and his mom, Missy. So Cam's son, little Brian, uh, suffers with cystic fibrosis. And uh, he's a huge supporter of puck support. He's five years old. He's rocking his puck support hat. And he's just ordered a, a hoodie and a youth hat. And uh, he's a little puck support warrior in his own right. And uh, I'm so grateful for your guys' support. Cam, I know you're going through some hard times all the way around. We talk quite often. But just want to let you know that, you know, we're here for you. Uh, And I, I'm praying for you. I really am. And uh, I know your parents watch as well. So like I said, hello to Brian and Missy. Um, I'll continue being here for you, buddy. But you know what you got to do? Keep up the good fight. Please follow us on social media, guys. I don't care if you don't follow my personal page. I could care less about that. Follow at Puck Support. Uh... At Puck Support is the best way to follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, at Puck Support. The Puck Support Network page will come up. Uh, I would be just appreciative it if you can share anything Puck Support. Anything Puck Support. What we're doing is, honestly, it's very special. If you want to shop, you can go to pucksportcom slash shop. We got a couple orders during the broadcast. So thank you to everybody who has ordered. I might get emotional. <laughs> That's just me today. So don't worry. They're tears of joy. Whenever I cry, they're tears of joy. So don't worry. People see me crying on the air and they're like, Brady, you okay? I'm like, don't worry. They're happy tears. They're happy tears. So um, just be. Just remember, guys, that every time you buy anything puck support, except for the masks, I will say the masks do not have names in them just because we decided that we didn't want to put it on the outside. And when you put it on your face. You could kind of feel it and it was gonna affect your breathing. We already are struggling enough with the masks. So not on the masks, but on everything else, there is a name like this one, tucked away. So when you pull your shirt up, might be a former NHLer. It might be a young man that we lost way too soon. It might be a female. The way we look at it is this, they are all equally as important I will do special requests for family members and friends of the individuals, but they're all equally as important, you know? So that's the way I look at it. It's like buying a pack of hockey cards. You never know who you're going to get. We also have a very cool, like beyond cool announcement, which I can't, I'm so bad with secrets, but I'm holding this one in. You guys are going to love it. I promise you're going to love it. It's, it's really going to set us give us an opportunity to set set us apart in the merchandise uh, world and it's really cool I want to say hello to Dave Zarn uh, athletic therapist for the Vancouver Canucks and Bo Horvat and JT Miller who should be getting their puck support hats tomorrow and also we're sending them out hoodies tomorrow um, as per their request so that's pretty awesome we thank you guys Uh, go canucks go i know susan doesn't want to hear that she's a boston's fan but i'm a canucks fan they beat our canucks in 2011 i was downtown when the city got set on fire because of it how can i possibly cheer for the bruins our city got torched i'm just playing but seriously guys you want to support mental health and addiction in hockey you can support it through puck support and I'm not taking a dollar out of puck support. Nobody's taking a dollar out of puck support, not at least uh, until things grow exponentially. Uh, Everything, uh, part of the uh, profits go right into our mental health and addiction fund overseen by Sandra Murray, which we will have a monthly meeting, and the funds will be distributed into that account. And all the remaining money goes back into growing and making You know, making sure that everybody knows that we're here. If you want to get involved, you can do so. You can check us out, PuckSupport.com, on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, like we talked about. You can email team at PuckSupport.com, T-E-A-M at PuckSupport.com. Me directly, Brady at PuckSupport. If you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. My comments, my messages between my a million social media accounts get extremely backed up and... I do my best to get back to everybody. But if you want to talk to me personally, the best way to do it is through email. Um, and I, I check my emails. They're all there. It's just a lot easier to do it. Brady at puck If you're struggling, reach out to somebody, please. We're remembering Brendan Detloff. Always. His name will now be in the puck support database. And It breaks my heart. He is the youngest. He is the youngest member on that list. And we do not need to see this anymore, but this tragedy will not be for nothing. We will remember him, honor him, and we will utilize his story to help others. My condolences to the entire Detloff family, all the friends, everybody down there in Michigan, his teammates, if you are a coach and your kids are not playing hockey because your, your team is not shutting down, do me a favor. Pick up your roster and call each individual kid on your team. Make sure they're doing okay. Talk to their parents. See if there's any different behaviors and see if there's anything that you can do directly to support those individuals or if they need help from an outside entity, And Sandra is a great resource. She's our licensed professional. Email her, Sandra at PuckSupport.com. There's a lot of local mental health services that are overrun right now. I understand the times are tough. But please, please reach out for help. I got another message today that another individual needs to go on our list. And I need to do some more research on it. Um... I I dream of the day, I dream of the day when those messages stop coming to me because everybody is getting the support that they need and they deserve. They deserve the support. They deserve to be heard. They deserve to be told that it's okay to be not okay and that people care and they will listen. They won't be judged. They won't be judged here at Puck Support. You want to know why? Because right now, I'm the founder. I'm I'm the CEO. And I'm not in a position to judge anybody. And anybody that comes into puck support, we don't just pick them, we talk to them, we, we see where they're at. There's no room for judgment here. There's only rooms for love and support. It doesn't matter what level you played, what age you are, your skill level, if you're a coach, you're a player, you're a hockey parent, if you need support, we're gonna bring it to you. And we're constantly finding ways to build our team. So if you think that you can support us in any way, you think it's a small way, guess what? We want you to get involved. Everything we're doing is completely transparent. We just wanna help people. We just wanna help people. And I'm gonna continue doing what I'm doing. I'm not gonna stop. And I promise you that. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back. I used to say never, ever, but I've been so tested over this last year. I've been so tested over this last year. And I know that the answer is not going back to drugs. I'll tell you that right now. Do I struggle on most days at different times? You're darn right, I do. But I don't struggle enough to go back to that life. There's just no way. I know what I need to do. I know that I can talk to people and get support from those that are closest to me. And sometimes that support comes in different directions that I'm not expecting. So reach out to me, leave me comments, questions, but the best way is by email. I appreciate the support of everybody. Every time I get... There's a purchase on PuckSupport.com. I get a notification on my phone. And anytime somebody goes to the site, I get a notification on my phone. And uh, it's such a great feeling. It's such a great feeling to know that people are rallying behind this, what, in my opinion, long overdue idea. I know there's a lot of things out there, different organizations that do things for a month. Or do things for a day this is not a month or a day this is mental health and addiction and this is 365 days a year seven days a week I don't care if it's Christmas New Year's Easter these issues do not stop they do not stop so we need to work together here to make sure that stories like Brennan they don't happen again that young hockey players and young, young people outside of hockey and older gentlemen and women in hockey, out of hockey, know that this doesn't have to be their final option. And I know what that feels like. I know what that feels like. I know I've said this lots, but been in the psych ward, intentional overdoses, waking up with the heart rate monitor on me. I've been there. And those feelings are real. They're real. I'm just grateful that I'm still here and that I made it out the other side. So if you're feeling those things, look at me, look at the other people that are talking, saying, you know what? Those feelings are real. I understand. But things can get better. It just takes a little bit of work. It takes honesty. It takes time. Nothing is instant when it comes to these issues. Nothing is instant. I wish it was. I wish it was. I wish I could fix everybody and... And come up with one solution to just. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But it's going to take a team of many. Please rate and review. If you're listening on audio, Apple Podcasts, rate and review. Share it with your friends if you liked it. I always say this. If you didn't like it, don't share it. I don't. If you didn't like it, don't share it. Only share it if you like it. But if you do like it, it doesn't take anything to press share, you know what I mean? Liking is one thing, sharing is another because those are people that I don't have on my social media that may now see the podcast. I don't have money for advertising and different, everything you see here is all me. That's why we had the technical difficulty. I don't have a producer in the back. I don't have somebody running, putting pictures up, running audio and video. It's just me. So. Please share. That's my advertising. That's my little spiel. Follow me if you want At hockey, the number two heroin on Instagram, but please follow at puck support. That's the most important thing. And we're going to continue honoring those we have lost. Thank you to Luke Hunter and to everybody who watched live and put up with the little hiccup. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again. I thought that I thought we were clear out of the waters, but that's the beauty of doing live keeps you on your toes Luke was so patient. I knew he wasn't going to give me any grief about it. He's, he's just the nicest, most understanding, kind guy I ever met. So, Luke, thank you, man. I love you. Hunter Brothers, keep it up. Can't wait to be fanning out in the front row with my Broncos jersey on. Right here. Maybe that one. I got, I got three here. Anybody else want to join me? We'll all wear Swift Current Bronco jerseys to represent the Broncos and Luke Hunter's five-year career with the Swift Current Broncos. Can't wait for him to come back on the show. Hope you guys all had a great weekend. Back to work for everybody tomorrow. If you're following me, I work about 16 hours a day, seven days a week right now, and I'm not even getting paid. I'm volunteering. So is Susan. So is everybody. And we're loving it. So keep up supporting us and everything. We're so appreciative and have a great day if you so choose.